I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason. Jason, hello. Hello, Tom. It was episode 65 last year when we did this. Anyway, I don't was it episode on. 65? What are we now? 124? Something like that. Skilled, uh, man. Yeah, busy, busy people, us, aren't we? We don't have uh, spare time anymore. And uh, and Bradley Todd's been uh, brought in for the ride as well. So he, he's now joining us for all those as well. Brad, hello. Good afternoon, Tom. Uh, good afternoon. Yes, it's... Uh, only 20 to 7 in the evening, but yeah, good afternoon. Um, let's, let's put a timestamp on what time it is. Stitch me right up there. Because <laughs> um, I've my head in the bloody books all day. He's geez. been so busy, that's it. That's the thing, yeah. you're looking into the, that's what the listeners want to hear, the research is happening. <laughs> you don't know what time it is because you're don't running have a clue. Fix. Don't have a Scooby. <laughs> um, successful Phoenix Open, Scotty Scheffler. Um, the whole world was on Scotty Scheffler, so... Um, you know, nice little community win for everybody, as they like to call them. Um, Jason, was it a case of Scotty Scheffler finally getting himself over the line, or the fact that he was lucky to come up against Patrick Cantlay in the playoff? Well, he tr- tried to lose it, didn't he? Mm. And, um, anyway, you know, that 17th hole was just absolutely awesome, isn't it? I remember yeah. last year, Xander and um, Jordan, well, Jordan obviously didn't have a clue what was happening, but um, still the greatest player to watch. Um, and Xander uh, felt the pressure, shall we say? Uh, I'll never have a go at him. Uh, and it's just a fantastic hole. And, and you know, really sadly for Pepe um, Gala, um, you know, it's happened to him as well. Um, look, I can't should have won, um, but he can come on a win this week, so that's fine. Um, Scotty Scheffler, he wasn't given it, but he shouldn't have been there, really. Mm. I mean, he tried to throw it away, and he was helped a little bit. Um, uh, whatever. I mean, fair play to him. We've been going on about him for a while. I gave up on him when he started being a bit too short for my liking. Mm. You lot didn't. Um, he was going to do it one day, and and he won it. I mean, look, you can't do everything perfectly. I mean, over on the other side, obviously, Ryan Fox, to my uh, to my cost, did do it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but Scott, he was, you know, this is a, it's a quality field. You look who's up there. Um, I was surprised Cantley got beat, but hey oh, you know, he missed that putt. Five and a half foot or whatever it was, six footer. Um, Celavi. And he holds a I don't funnily enough, I don't think Scotty would have hold a five footer to win it. He would have had to hold that mid length putt. So yeah. but he did and, and fair play deserves it. He's been playing very, very well for a long, long time. So job done. Yeah. It, it just it felt like I mean I, I haven't had the, the horrible Scottish that a lot of other people have had with Scotty Scheffler, so I feel quite fresh from him. Um I, I was I was getting a bit upset when he was bogeyed and I got in the car and drove down to a friend's to watch the Super Bowl, so I missed I missed all the action where he was bogeying. Uh, the, the, the missus was uh, updating me in the car and I just got more and more upset. Um as Homer slipped away, his horseshoe was slipping away after going forward and uh so by the time I arrived there I didn't think he had a chance and up to the 16th hole he was um, you know 17 and played well and then you know Thigala ends up in the water and, and Cantley doesn't hold that part on the last hole um, after hitting a wonderful shot out of bunker that was probably easier than they gave it credit for on the broadcast um, it, it just ha- my logic with Scheffler was going to be that 
I thought he could run away with it because of the risk reward. He just happened to, you know, get hot at 16, 17, 18, Brad, and just and just do it all four days and get too far ahead. In the end, it was actually he was allowed to make as many mistakes as he wanted because he could just keep making birdies. Um, he just got the luck that sometimes you need to win, I think. That's right. And uh, he just made the most of it, I think. Like, I mean, they had that little stretch towards the end of his round. And he just he just didn't give up on it, didn't he? He just gave himself that chance. And I mean, he had that putt on the 18th, which is... He should have probably put away for his first win, but it's, as we all know, it's that pressure putt and the fact that he did it in the playoff. It was, uh, yeah, it was great to see. Got that monkey off his back, and uh, now he can really go on and uh, hopefully fulfil the potential that we know he has. Yeah, I definitely think what Jason said. He's, he's yeah. so much more likely to to be a long one than he was a short one. But yeah, Jason, go. On. You you kept saying about um, the change of uh, caddy. Mm. That's potentially made, made the difference between what he's been doing and uh, and and actually carrying on for 72 holes he sounded off a lot about Ted Scott in interviews and stuff saying that he gave him a lot more confidence on the golf course and I never noticed anywhere where he felt like his course management was better which is what I thought Ted Scott might bring but but maybe he read a few putts for him maybe you know I think well he did he said that he read a lot of putts for him on the 63 on Saturday so maybe he doesn't do that Um, but either way good result Um, and I think you know we, we, we circled the board anyway so it was a good event. I really enjoyed Phoenix. Um, you know, it's always a cracker, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, always, it's, so much, it's always a good spectacle. I'd love and to it's, go. But it's good that it's once a year, I think, because you get the purists that get upset by it. I, I enjoy it, and I don't really care how many times it would happen, but it would cheapen it if it wasn't, you know. Right. It, it, I think it's sort of special that it happens, like, as you said, once a year. Sort of yeah. And you can have Harry Higgs and Joel Damon starring on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Flashing so their teeth. That's it, yeah. The beautiful Joel Damon and Harry Higgs. I think Joel Damon's applied to, to Rory McIlroy to be his partner in Zurich, so uh, maybe that was his audition yesterday. But um, <laughs> wild, wild events. Um, the, the beers were fantastic. I thought it was a bit much when they were all drenching the green when Justin I Thomas. I felt like it. they were taking advantage of that in the end. It's like, oh yeah, let's just make it worse and worse. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just I'm like, not just doing it out of just just, just like let's just make it a fucking tip. I think there was. Just... Thing. Well, hey, Charlie Hoffman <laughs> wanted to clear up the waste and. Uh, they should have left in to pick those cups up, I think. But yeah. moving on from the, the Phoenix Open. Um, Genesis Invitational, massive event on the golfing calendar. Really feels like we've uh, kicked into gear now. We've had Tory Pines. We've now had the Phoenix Open where everyone gets drunk. And now we're at Genesis where it's a pure golfing test. Wonderful venue at Riviera Country Club. Tiger Woods is playing host. Famously at an event that he's never won in 11 tries. Um, says a lot about the golf course, I think. Um and here we are again, John Rahm the favourite. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. Um, it's, it's getting quite tiring. But uh, nine to one favourite, John Rahm. He's slowly going out to a bigger price. Patrick Cantlay twelve to one. Justin Thomas sixteen to one. Dustin Johnson eighteen to one. And Colin Morikawa twenty to one. Jason, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the top of the odds board this week? I've got Cantley as um, joint favourite. Um, I, I, I come back Ram at single figures. I understand why. Yeah. Um, he's not really doing anything, but but I, it's the same conversation we had last year. <laughs> is um, uh, the, I mean, I think DJ was fifteen to two last year when he was all conquering. Um, I know it's slightly different. You know, the circumstances were different. He was fifteen to two and going um, when he was all conquering and not doing a thing wrong. John Ram is doing things wrong, and he's single figures as well. In fact, it's fifteen to two at one place. Um, I've got Cantley as as. Um, there's a joint with him, and uh, we backed Cantley last year, and 
yes, he's short at 12s, but I don't know what else you can make him. Everything about him is right. Um, correlative courses, uh, you know, Memorial, Farmers, Valspar, uh, Travellers, Phoenix. Um, you, can, you know, you can hit the ball here if you want. Um, doesn't, although the rough is bad, we say the same thing all the time. If you can hit the ball, then you have a shorter iron in. Uh, you know what he does here. He's uh, 4-15, here. Um, he's in absolutely flying form. Should have won over the weekend. Um, didn't, but yeah. what do you want him to do? He's not been out the first nine in his last six starts. Um, he's flying. I, I think he's, he's, he's major class. You need to be major class to win here. I've I, I got to back him, unfortunately. He he. What price was he last week, last year, Jason? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Jim. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll dig it out. I'll yeah. dig it out. Okay. Let's yeah. say let's say he was probably around 20s, Brad. I think that's probably about yeah. right. I, I, you know, he is so hard to argue with because he's he's a complete package until a certain point on Sunday at some times. Um, I've always had this kind of niggling thing with Patrick Cantlay at the moment that I think two of his wins were kind of handed to him mm-hmm. in the sense that Memorial, we had to have John Rahm pull out six ahead and... The tour championship, he probably wouldn't have that lead if he didn't have that win. So, um, and John Rahm and Kevin Nar sort of led that tour championship 72 hole scoring record. So, a little bit of that I think plays into some of his prices. But I mean, the current form is just absolutely obscene. We talked about fourteen to one, yeah. So, it's not a massive drop, is it? So, um, fourth, ninth, fourth, and second since the start of the year is just. Absolutely oh, obscene. Form. Yeah, and I agree and with Jason. I agree with Jason. He should be joint favourite this week. I think. Well, yeah. The thing is with John Rahm is, that apart from, um, you know, the tournament of champions where he really, you know, pushed Cameron Smith, he never really felt like he was going to win any of those other events. I know Tory had that. He was kind of there, and you know, he still had a chance of finishing tied if he eagled the last time and stuff like that. But it never felt like he quite played well enough. He was he was spraying it all over the place. American Express, he was never there fourteenth. And then Phoenix last week, I mean he, I saw his name and Justin Thomas's name at the end and I just don't know where the hell they came from. Um you know, so as much as I don't I can't find any holes in John Rahm as a prospect, uh, in terms of this golf course. I mean, ninth, seventeenth and fifth, I'd certainly agree that I think they're gonna have to start putting people closer together in the market. Um <laughs> Brad, what did you make of Justin Thomas? Funny you say that. He's I really quite like Justin Thomas. Um, yeah. Obviously, he needs to get the flat stick going, um, but his approach numbers were really good last week. And just on the eye, he just he he looked good. Um, yeah, I think he's certainly someone. At, what is he on the in the betting? Is he fourteen to sixteen? Sixteen, yeah. yeah, still yeah good. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah, I, that's quite tempting. I think if he was eighteens, I would I would have um, probably definitely have been on him. Um, but yeah, I quite like Thomas this week. Yeah, I can understand I mean, why people might go. There. He's approaching twenty to one on on the exchange now, um, which is probably the way to go because yeah. he's either going to win it or, or finish nowhere. I personally think. Um, I know the year that he he finished second, he, he should have won there as well. JB Holmes took advantage of a poor final round from him, so he's he's got a really weird kind of history here. He, he's 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 very up and down at this golf up course, and down isn't it? Um, <laughs> And and you just don't really know. I mean, forty first, fifty fourth, thirty ninth, and then he and then he finishes ninth and second. You think, okay, now he's got to grip to the golf course, miscut, yeah, miscut, and, yeah. and you think, well, what's going on with Justin Thomas? So, um, I don't know. I've just gone slightly further down the board. I've mm. I don't want to skip over Dustin Johnson because Dustin Johnson's record is 
obscene. Um, I was really tempted by him. Was yeah. he tenth, third, fourth, second, second, fourth, first, ninth, tenth, ninth? Like he's he's, he's almost certainly going to be there. Himself, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's going to be there. Um, but one of those seconds, he was clipped by James Hahn. Uh, the other, he was beat by Bubba. It took him a long while, really, when you look at how long he contended to actually get that first That's victory right, yeah. here. Um, and I just think the amount of times he's come here in the last four years as probably the favourite. I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head whether he was favourite all those times, but 16th, 9th, 10th, 8th. I think, so. I think you'd, yeah, surely. He, he would have been top two or three in the betting at, at the very worst. So um, I just, I'm just going to go past him because I think that how he played in Saudi like before last year, when he wasn't at his best, he still won Saudi. And this time he was kind of, what was he like? Eighth, yeah. ninth at Saudi, and That's... I know the conditions would suffer, but the 25th at Tory Pines didn't really impress me. Um, I know that's not a course he absolutely loves, but I just, I just think he's working his way back, and I think it's going to be a big year. But I think this might have just come a bit too soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm instead going to go with Colin Morikawa uh, to start off because, mm-hmm. and I know the course form looks average, Jason, but when you look. At what he's done here in the past, he lost seven strokes putting uh, last year, and I think he was he was only a marginal loser the year before in 2020, less than a stroke. But he was fifth in tee to green last year, and second in approach, and 13th in tee to green uh, the first year, second in approach again. So he clearly loves the course setup. You'd think Riviera is going to be up his street, and I'm, I'm willing to find out at 21 whether he's really going to struggle on these greens for the rest of his career or whether he will finally get it. It's, it's, this is, it's proper golf, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like him because um, I, I'm just finding him extremely unreliable at the moment. And, and yeah. having said that, he's unreliable, so then he drifts from a 14s to 20s. So, yeah. you know, I, I just think he's he's unreliable in a, in a top section that is, you know, absolutely smashing the game. Um, and not only that, they actually have the form that relates. So I think he's quite a weak link in there, but they all get to a point where you think, you know, I've, I've got to back him at the price. He's not in mine, to be honest. No. Um, uh, I think I think for me, it was kind of like one of those things where, because it's just one area of his game that's got to work, and it's the one that he can just spike at any time with it, it feels a little bit like concession. And me and Brad spoke earlier. And he sort of said, I said, yeah. oh, it feels like concession. Yeah. And, Ken, and Brad Riley said, like, does he just repeat that again? Like, does it just happen like that? I mean... Yeah. It, it's relative, Tom, isn't it? I mean, for yeah. me, you know, you've got somebody like, I mean, uh, like Hideki at 25. Yeah. And there's others further down. I, I don't know why Hideki is a bigger price than Morikawa at the moment. Um, and and certainly on, on, as I say, correlative form, Hideki absolutely smashes him apart. Mm. So... For me, you know, if you get, if I back Cantley, I can't back anybody else. And yeah, I mean, Morikawa at the moment isn't isn't high up on the list. You say you can't back him else, but I actually took Morikawa and McIlroy as a tandem this week because I just I just think that I think you've got to go top heavy. I know there's been long shot winners in in James Hahn, John Merrick, and JB Holmes and stuff, but you know, when you look at who they beat, it, it could have been a very different story if, if the playoffs or one shots here or there go the other way, or Justin Thomas actually closes it out so I think you know those, those winners could have been Justin Thomas Dustin Johnson and, and whoever was running up to uh, John Merrick I can't remember now but it to me it's I just think it, it really is a like you say a classical test mm-hmm. um, I think both of those are 
Morikawa's got nothing to prove, right? He, he literally nothing. And but it always feels like he he gets put to the back burner because Hovland's playing well, or Rahm's playing well, or Justin Thomas is bubbling, so everyone wants to talk about him. And all of a sudden, Morikawa's just sitting there like, well, you know, not talking about me again. And bam, there's another victory. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's yeah. true. That is true. And whereas a with bit like Rory, Bro- a, a, sorry, yes. a bit like Brooks. Brooks, yeah, you know, it's just like nothing, 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 nothing. Thirty-one for Phoenix, and back bosh, in bosh. line. Yeah. And and he didn't Sorry. even play his best stuff, did he, Brooks? He, he you know he didn't he didn't have his best stuff and still competes. They're just Not there's certain golfers that just compete at any point. That um, it, it was one of those ones for me where the, the thought process with both McElroy and Morikawa. When you look at McElroy's form, he, he's had a 54 hole lead here a couple of years ago. Like he feels destined. Like if everyone thinks he's destined to win Augusta, well, this is the similar sort of test. It's the same sort of crossover. Yeah. Um, John Merrick beat Charlie Belgian in the playoffs, so that didn't apply that week. But to me, it's just when if those two got to Sunday and I, and they were contending between the two of them, or one of them won, I I just couldn't think of any reason why I wouldn't be on them. Like Thomas, I still think there's slightly something missing. John Rahman never going to back at nine to one. Patrick Cantlay's let me down, well not let me down, but let people down in recent weeks. Um, Dustin Johnson's just slightly off of it, I think. Whereas those two, I just think you know Roy McIlroy, what one better decision in Dubai he's another winner um mm-hmm. Colin Murakawa if he puts well he plays well here so that was my thought process um but Brad your your first picks around this sort of mark as well yeah I could not ignore um Cam Smith this week at 25 to 1 I just struggle to think that what is there not to like about him this week he's just on such an upward trend with a win earlier on in the year and just a lot of top performance he's now ranked number 11 in the world which I think, in my eyes, is already a top 10 player. And, yeah, he played in this event six occasions, missed a cut once, and he has two top finishes here, fourth last year, sixth in 2018. Last performance at the Saudi, where he played well, but surprisingly was missing a load of putts. And I remember watching him, I was just like, how is he missing those? But, I mean, it was happening quite often during the week. Uh, there were, I think it was just the wind playing absolute havoc. It was impossible to putt. Um, but he still finished fourth, and so he's coming into this in good form, top of his game, and the Riviera just seems like a great fit for him. Like completely levelled up his ball striking since he last um, since he was last here, uh, ranked 13th, and incredibly tidy short game. Regularly shows up in difficult scoring conditions. Um, this course, it'll, he can get creative. He's a shot maker, so yeah, it was just an easy choice for me. Go with Cam. The thing I, I like about Cameron Smith in this field, Jason, is that he's, like Brad said there, he has improved that ball striking to the point where this was already a decent fit um, because of his creativity around the greens, because of his decent you know course history at, at Augusta. And all of a sudden, he's improved off the tee there as well, and that might be the final component to him challenging. Yeah, that, I, I can't argue with you. It's, it's so good. I mean, I think every year you look at the top lot and it's, like Brad said earlier, it's just very, very difficult, isn't it? I mean, you don't need a lot to go wrong, do you, to to be knocked out of the frame, you know, with this sort of quality. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you pick Cam, I've not, because, again, how many do you do? I, I personally think he's a little bit short, but, mm-hmm. you know. But, again, it's compared to X player, um, mm. uh, whatever. I mean, I like Cam Smith and, uh, you know, I, yeah, whatever. I, I just, I, how many can you back at this range? He wasn't exactly. one that stuck yeah. out to me. That's all. 
It, you mentioned Matsuyama earlier, Jason. Are you going oh. with him or? Oh, excellent. Yeah. I don't see how you can't. I mean, you know, he sort of was a bit pedestrian over the weekend. Yeah. Um, obviously, Phoenix, which he absolutely adores. But I mean, we did have the, um, as you said, we, we talked last week about the injury worries. Um, I didn't read anything negative. I, had it, I didn't put him up. I did back him in the end, as you know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I've no idea whether whether that was a cause or he was being a bit careful or whatever. Um, I, I just think everything points to him to him having a great. I mean, obviously we know his Phoenix record is unbelievable. The more he always got, Masters he's got. Obviously, um, off the tee is right, approach is right, tee to green is right, course form is right. He's, he, this is a major winner. This is a major player that will contend in most majors. Um, and again, you know, you look at it as oh, I'm not sure what Morikawa was doing at the moment. I'm not sure what Dustin Johnson's doing at the moment. Thomas, his price, he's playing well, but he's not threatened yet. I know he's had his. I think Andy um, Andy Black put up about he's he's had his best iron iron performance in the last 11 months, I think, over yeah. the weekend. So that could kick him up, and that's absolutely fine. I've got no problem with it. I just think Hideki. I, I don't see a particular weakness going into this week. To be honest with you. He's he's absolute star. Yeah, I'm absolutely 100 percent on him. Mm-hmm. You think his his worst round was 69 on Sunday? That's just pretty good going when you I, think about it. I was about disappointed. Was I was actually yeah. really disappointed with it. To be um, honest, I wasn't saying that, that he's going to win. No, um, but I did certainly think he'd, he'd I, five. That yeah, and going back on that, like I I, was, I must admit I had a little bet on him on the exchange. I think it was like 40s before he made that putt on that birdie part on 17 I think he finished and ended up on 11 under at the end of round three and suddenly he's trading at like 16s because all the leaders were going backwards rather than forwards and it was oh, I was actually like if if any if all else fails I've got Decky at least to give me a run on on Sunday but he didn't really bring it did he he didn't but that but that that was rather than there being any concerns I think it's one of those kind of Maybe just run out a bit of steam, you know. He's, he's been playing so well for so long. Um, you know, he's you can't you can't do it every week, can you? Whereas, yeah. whereas I don't want to make those excuses for a Thomas, a Ram, and all that that are nine to one, fourteen to one, um, and haven't I mean haven't got the wins that Matsuyama's got over the last year, uh, you know, year and a half. That that's the thing is that he is, uh, you know, a cliff. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. That I said if he was anything above twenty to one, I should we should just back him. So, you know. I probably should stick to that rule. I haven't because I've got with Morikawa and, and Rory, but there isn't, there is not a player twenty-five to one and shorter that would surprise me if they won. Like n- not a single one. I know that sounds ridiculous, like an easy statement to make, but most of the times I can find a reason against someone um, at the top. And, and but I, I could, maybe Xander, maybe he just doesn't have it, um, but he will. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll get over the line like all the others have recently. That we don't think have it. So, um, Brad, on to Will Zalatoris. You, you've gone with him mm. um, at thirty to one. It was, it was a tough one um, because I don't think the price is great. If I'm being mm. absolutely honest, I mean he's coming off COVID as well. Um, you just hope that he's that it was to say he's, he's fully fit and raring to go after some time off. But yeah, I do. I don't think it's the best number, but I, I, I do. I, I, he was very much in my thoughts to take him this week, and I've sort of gone with that. I probably would have liked him at. 35s um but yeah look he's it's sort of the season of new winners you know you've got hoagie scheffler it could be his turn this week it's he's had a really good start to the year sit for the amex and he was really unfortunate with that playoff defeat at the farmers and uh 
yeah i just think it's with will you just you know it's the flat stick don't you it's just that's the issue um i dread to think what he might have won already if he had, it was like an above average putter but um last year he finished 15th at this event and had his best putting performance on the pga tour where he gained 4.9 strokes so that certainly gives me but more importantly got to hope it will give him confidence that he can get some joy putting on these power greens well, he's he's a California boy by by birth. Uh, you know, he grew up in Texas, so mm. but he he was from San Francisco. That was where he sort of um, ground out his game. Uh, and interestingly enough, we mentioned John Merrick earlier. I'm pretty sure I read online that uh, his caddy was John Merrick's caddy for that victory. So mm-hmm. um, whether that plays into anything, I don't know. Uh, nine years on, but maybe if it's just a case of giving him a read on the greens that you know mm. that he didn't have before, then fine. I mean. I just thought it was like you've said there about the price. I was waiting for it to be forty to one, and me having to have a really tough decision to make, mm-hmm. um, and then there just wasn't one for me in the end, um, which is fine. I'll just go elsewhere. Uh, I hope he wins at some point. Um, if none of mine are in the mix on Sunday, then great. It was a bit like the Gala yesterday; it'd be great for him to win if it wasn't for the fact that I had three chasing him at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be good to see. Um, Next up for me was Bubba Watson. I, I I tried, I tried, and I tried to leave him out. Um, then you look at the fact that he was the best iron player in the field last week uh, in Phoenix, which I know is a course that he loves, but this is a course he's won three times at. So, you know, you've got Phoenix where he plays very well. This is where he just continually gets over the line. He was crap around the greens last week. Um, wasn't even brilliant off the tee, actually, when you look into his figures. He was 7th for tee to green, but actually off the tee was he lost some strokes over the weekend so that that kind of stopped him contending but he just there's not a line that he doesn't know how to take here there's not a green that he doesn't know how to chip into here um the, the putting will come to the fore here so for me Bubba Watson at 14 45 to 1 purely because again like McElroy and um Morikara if it gets a Sunday and Bubba Watson's 45 to 1 and, he, and he's he's leading I'll just be questioning myself as to why I left him out Mm. No, I like it. I do, and I I did consider him as well, Bubba. But I, them two missed cuts. The, this is last two starts. It's a yeah, bit, a bit concerning. Um, but I don't know. I, I uh, took the line of thinking that he's just not been. He's just not had it over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. he, I think he was another one that struggled with the um, pandemic and, and didn't quite know what to do with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just struggled there. But uh, Jason, any thoughts on Bubba Watson? Uh, no, I, I, you can get to an argument with Martin about it if you want to. So I'm just, I'll, I'll stay out of the boat. He's not. Again, I can understand why you'd say it. Um, again, not one, not one for me, but it's it's hard to argue. Um, I do wonder whether he's still got it in him to beat um, an absolute premium field. But I think he I has here. I think it, I think you know as much as me and Martin disagreed. He's not wrong in the fact that he's got certain courses that he wins at and. I still think he can win here. I still think he can win at Travellers. I still think he can win at Augusta. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think if, I do think the fire may have gone a little bit, and I do think that there's the the, the competition has certainly levelled up around him. But yeah, I, I still think he can do it at this golf course. Oh, um, okay. Brad, same price, mm-hmm. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yep, forty to one. 
Matthew Fitzpatrick, yep. <laughs> I love Fitzpatrick. I love everything about his game. I love everything about his core suitability here. Um, before he even played it for the first time, it looked like a Matthew Fitzpatrick golf course. Right. Um, played well. Uh, you know, he's played well at Augusta in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, current form of 6th and 10th on his first two starts of the year. 30th and 5th at the golf course. Um, again, I just I just hoped he was going to be 45, 50 to one in a in such a premium field yeah. that I'd have to make a decision. And all of a sudden, he's coming out to 30. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, sorry. Finish. Sorry. No, that's it. That's it. You go. Yeah. No, I was going to say like it's um it's, it's I've sort of took that approach where it's like I've sort of made up my mind on a couple of players before the odds have come out, and then I've sold myself too much on the idea, and it's I've sort of took a sacrificed a few points where I think they should probably be a, a bit. A better price, but that's sort of the way I've gone with it this week. I've just stuck with my thought process. And I think, yeah, I, I really like, as you said, Fitzpatrick for this. Um, just tough, brilliant to take in tough scoring conditions. Loves to grind, doesn't throw many shots away. And he's a thinker, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah. he's constantly thinking. Um, and that's needed around here. He'll, he'll, he'll love the, the mental challenges that Riviera offers him throughout the week. And it's shown that in the past with his results here. And at Augusta, and yeah, great short game, going to be tested. Not the longest, doesn't have to be. Um, yeah, and I ranked eighth on approach, eleventh tee to green last week. He's just he's looking good. A great start for him. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to take him. Yeah, no, I think everything points to him. It was, it was one of those ones where, like Jason said, there, how many can you take in one range? And I'd kind of planted my flag with with Bubba Watson and the next one I'm going to talk about, but. He was someone that I sacrificed. Sam Burns was someone I sacrificed. Uh, Tony Finau was someone I sacrificed. And, and I was, was intrigued by Homer's price game. But mm. all of them just had slightly niggling things for me. Um, Burns has is, is not been as good as he was. And I don't think the price has quite gone out to something. Um, Max Homer was a little bit disappointing in the end. Uh, he was brilliant, and I, I kept thinking it was down to his putting, Jason, that, that let him down. When you look, his, his strokes going putting numbers weren't that bad, so um, I found it hard to leave him burns out, but did. And then Tony Fina was, he'd have just been a price play, because if he gets to 66-1 to 1 or something, and, and I'm not on him, it would, it would hurt. But um, I kind of ruled those three out. Was there any others for you in, in this range? Uh, well, Homer, I think, had him yeah. one last year. You always have that niggling doubt, don't you? You think, yeah. well, one... They've won. Why can't they do it again? Mm. Um, and then you look and go, well, they don't win back to back, do they? Um, no. Certainly not. Homer's, you know, we know what Homer's like. He loves a bit of attention, doesn't he? Um, and it may well be enough. But I do think 50 to 1, oh, well, it's 40, I think, for first state, isn't it? 50 for first five. Um, I, I've got to be honest. Everything about him. Everyone missed it. Well, we didn't miss it because we were on last year. <laughs> but when you look at what he does, you know, top 10 or top six at Memorial. Valspar, uh, Phoenix, he's got a 6 and a uh, 14th now. Um, top 10 at the Farmers. Um, I find it hard to leave him out of, of a top 8, to be honest. I thought it was a great warm-up last week. Um, and it's, it's exactly what you want. Uh, I think, you know, he was... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Tom. It's, I want to back him. I do yeah. want to back him. Um, but I have this nagging thing about the fact that he won he's a defending champion and, and that mm. means that he was better than everybody else last year yeah I, I, I think I think you're right it's a really hard balance the one thing like I think the reason he's been so good here he talks about his affinity with the golf course he talks about how he'd grown up in the area and, and absolutely loved it 37th fifth first in three starts since he's been any good at golf really uh, at this level 
that you know the miscuts you know way back when don't really matter um maybe puts too much stock in it this time around as a defending champion tries too hard uh would be my only gripe he wasn't very good at tory uh two starts ago which you'd expect him to but yeah very very hard i, I mean i don't know I don't know. I it, mean, maybe he's an exchange play, you know, and yes. um, you know something like that at fifty, mm-hmm. maybe, and then because he's going to be quite sexy if he does anything, if he does anything early, and there's no reason why he shouldn't, um, and then get out from there. Uh, but I, I, I'd like to be on, on him in some way. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I do. I think it's, it's, it really is one of those things that we only really look at in golf. That can they do it again? It's just one of those syndromes, isn't it? And um, I, you know, he's probably a little bit. Well, you say he's fortunate to have won it because Tony Finau should have won it in the playoff, maybe. But Homer should have won it in regulation. So it doesn't. It, it swings and roundabouts. It's kind of similar. Sorry, no, I was saying it's similar no, no. to the argument we had last week. We've like uh, when Jason said, "Oh, if if Tom Hoagie didn't win the week before, you'd have you'd have probably took him." Last, yeah. You know, and it's it's the same. You sort of you see that he won. And you think he can't do it against it. As you just said, he just puts too much uh, pressure on himself as a defending champion. And it's just, it's, we don't see it often. We don't at all. I think they were absolutely bang on. I think if you'd have seen him, you know, fifth, sixth last year, you'd be, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be backing him. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, and because it is the right course for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever. Next year, you know, we'll be all on him. Yeah, but yeah. Once he's had one missed cut, we can all go back to him yeah. when he's yeah, eighty to one. Um, well, like you. <laughs> yeah. um... Naturally, on this show, we talk a lot about peak performance and having a whole package when it comes to winning golf tournaments. But you know who else focused on these two areas as well? Manscaped. Manscaped took their lawnmower 4.0 product and put it together with all the necessary components to make the performance package 4.0. Including this package is the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, which takes care of nose and ear hair, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, which are essential for your balls, and two free gifts, including a premium wash bag and a pair of anti-chafing boxes. Now this set is normally $218, but is $130 for a limited time only, and with our 20% code LFW20, that will now be brought down even further to $104. In the UK, this will be £96 instead of £120. And again, the Performance Package 4.0 helps you and these elite golfers, if they so wish, stay in peak shape below the waist. That is code LFW20 for 20% off site-wide and free worldwide shipping on manscaped.com. Wacky Neiman it was for me. Um, and I thought this was going to be a little bit of an outlier and then I went on Twitter uh, this afternoon and it seems to not be so um, obviously everyone's seen the fact he's finished 6th and 8th his last two starts he was 4th tee to green in Torrey Pines in three measured round strokes gained um, but I just thought that, that the course form had put people off because he's been 44th miscut 43rd right but like I said with Billy Horshaw there was there was more when you look at tour tips and you look round by round like there's more to it than, than that and you look, he shot 66 uh, in round two to um, you know sit tied 13th on his debut. Last year, he was second after 36 holes, but shot a third round 78. And it was a tough scoring day. There was a lot of people that, that had bad ones, but he just didn't bounce back on the Sunday and, and ended up slipping further. There's a chance he does that. Maybe there's a reason he keeps having these bad Saturday rounds. Um, but I just think the way he's playing, the way he's striking the ball, uh, I absolutely love Joaquin Neiman, uh, 66-1. to one. Whether... Um, you know, 
he can he can keep the form up. I don't know. I mean, there's 75 to one. If you want to take one less place, I'd, I'd probably take the eight places. So one less place, three less places. Um, I'd take the six, six, eight places. Um, Brad, any thoughts on Joaquin Neiman? Yeah, no. I, I think I spoke to you earlier how he was sort of in my thoughts as well. There was a few in this in this range actually. That I think it was like Kevin Nara is another one I was tossing up with, and yeah, but. I, you can't argue with you. You're just spot on with everything you said, mate. I think he's a, a good bet this week. Jarko, yeah. he's playing really well. I think I think it's just one of those ones where I think he is the one that gets slightly overlooked. And I think we've said it a few times that out of that pack of players, because he's younger than people remember and um, hasn't maybe been in the hunt as many as... You know, I don't think... I don't remember a wacky Neiman throwing things away. I don't think he gets there as often. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think there's more to see from him. And, you know, maybe that will let him down when it comes to Sunday at Riviera. We just don't know. Um, but, yeah, 6-6-1 I thought was great. Um, happy with that. You went with Mark Leishman, Brad. Did. He was um, what I landed on in the end. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I, I, I really like Mark Leishman. And he didn't <laughs> once come into my line of thinking this week. And I don't. I don't actually it's know not, why. It's nothing that really stands out, though. Really, I mean, obviously he's got that that win, and oh, he loves tough conditions, and that win on the, yeah. the Tory Pines, the South Course, is huge um, on power. But I mean, he has been good. He's been solid, but nothing spectacular, you know. But his his approach numbers and off the tee numbers have been good since the restart. But I think seventy-five to what I took the like you were just saying. I, I did sacrifice a few places because it was either fifty-five to one, eight places, or seventy-five to one, five places, and I just thought that was too big of a a gap. So I did end up taking the five places with uh, with him. But I, I just I just think he's good in t- tough scoring conditions. Played well here in the past fourth, two thousand nineteen, fifth, two thousand sixteen. So he can perform here. Yeah, I just. I just went there. Yeah, I got there in the end on him, um, but I was tossing up with a few, like I said earlier. I, th- I think, I think with Mark Leishman, he's. You look at his course form. It's a little bit like it's kind of struck. I mean, I haven't got the figures in front of me for Augusta, but it feels the same as that, where he's had a couple of really spike performances there and then been really middling or, or actually disappointing. And and everyone kind of thinks Augusta and, and Mark Leishman. If you think that, you should think that for here and. We talk about players having their prices, and Rory McIlroy's twenty to one, Brooks is thirty, forty to one, like Jason said earlier. And then Mark Leishman seems to come around this kind of fifty, sixty, seventy to one mark and win. Um, mm. And that's all narrative based. Like they're, they're, that is completely narrative based. But it does happen, and I I don't really see it this week, which is mm. which, which is probably means that he's absolutely fine. Um, Jason, did you have any thoughts on Mark Leishman? Uh, it's tougher it gets, the higher he'll finish. Yeah, which mm. can uh, get it's, tough. It probably probably won't. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen the forecast. I don't think we'll get like too much. But it won't be that bad this week. Shot that final six, final round sixty four in. Just Saturday, about to say that, yeah. Tough scoring conditions as well. I, was, I, I always like to see that. Always. So uh, yeah, and his his form's been steady. Like nothing great, but tenth, thirty sixth, sixteenth. You know, it's it's nothing. But it's 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 still there. He's making cuts and he's playing well and he's just. Needs to get that push, you know, that push to uh, have a good day. Yeah. I think the hardest thing this week, is, the the way you're going to gain the most value is is who you leave out. <laughs> it, we can all make cases for all these guys, right? And and it's very easy to find the positives. You've actually got to find the negatives, Jason, and and, and try and cross some names out because it's certainly a list where the odds are increased. That it's quite tempting to go with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Sung Jm is the price he is because of his mm. course form. Um, 
but he's fine at Tory. Um, and as you know, he's fine, you know, at many other difficult courses, Augusta included. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, I'm sure he can only be that price because of two missed cuts here. Um, yeah, I thought he was well worth a look at. Like you say, you, it's very, very, it's, it is honestly very difficult. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Victor Hovland. No. Uh, whose potential is, is you know, tick green stuff is off the planet. Um, and he should have won, potentially should have won, um, at Torrey two years ago. Um, when he messed up the 14th twice in a row. So, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's a hard one. And uh, I think it's very, very difficult to see um, a rag, whereas normally you would be, I mean, I know that Brad's going to come up with a couple of, you know, 201 <laughs> shots, but it's very difficult to see him beating all of these, to be honest. It, and the thing is, because you've had, you've had it in the past with these long shots, and the temptation is to go there, but I just can't see it. I think they're, I only had the one Only yeah, that, that, yeah, it's pretty good for me. Um, Hovland, though, like fifth last year, like, and, and he probably might be the one that people overlook this week. And, and he shot a sixty-seven on on this final round to finish fifth on debut. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. It doesn't strike me as a Victor Hovland course, which is ridiculous when you look at his one result. Like, I know his ball striking is brilliant, but I think the the touch around the greens you need and the the putting on the power. Worries me, um, but well, Tom Hogue, you know Tom Hogie's absolutely yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it, again, it's very, very, you know, nah, don't know. he's on, flying. On... But is he? Some, some, sorry, somebody said to me about um, Taylor Gooch, who's another one that yeah that could go well this Oh, it's Matt actually, my colleague at uh, WRX. He said he thought Gooch was just riding a wave, and then he'll he'll regress to the mean, and that could be the case with um, um, God. Who are we talking about? Again? <laughs> sorry, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, not Hovland. Um, Hoagie. Hoagie. That could be the case with Hoagie. Um, but, you know, he's, he's flying. And um, he it's just just difficult. I think you do have to be informed. You have to go come here with confidence in your irons. Um, and, he, you know, he has got it. So so the thing the thing that's... Uh, I'm going to go quickly back to the Sung J.M. I, I was hoping that he was going to be a bigger price because I thought the two missed cuts would really put people off and he'd be kind of... 50s, 66s, and he wasn't. And I just big, had again. I had too many people. He couldn't really be, could he? Um, no, he's, big. he's big. He's very, very big. Very. Yeah. Big. And and you look at people and you think, oh, they can't play here because they've had a couple of bad events. Sung Jim's absolutely awful at Phoenix Open. Um, you know, he's lost the most strokes out of anyone there, and he finished 20 zip last week. So you can. Good and, golf and, can and take over. Augusta as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you could. I think he's at a really. I think he's drifted to a big price this week already. Yeah, he did stand up. Um, with Taylor Gooch, the thing with me, because he was one of the first names I had written down because I know he plays well here, but when I looked into it, like, he's kind of, he has those okay rounds around here and, like, solid rounds, but never really looks like he's going to win. Like, he had one round where he shot 64 in round three two years ago, but he'd shot 70, 72, 71. I know he's a better player now. Um, but even like the first year he played, even he finished twentieth, one good round. It felt, it feels like he, he knows how to damage limitation here, but maybe not score as well as you'd like him to. Um, that was just my kind of perception of him. Um, whether it's right or not, I do not know. Um, my final pick uh, is Thomas Peters. I, I wanted to find a way to ignore him, and and I couldn't. And I think there's a, there's a little bit of concern that. 
I'm going to overvalue his final round 63 back in 2017 because <laughs> that's how he finished second, right? It was, um, you know, it, there was nothing else that week. It was it was purely the final round 63. And that was a year that he'd finished fourth uh, at the Masters as well. But both of those results were on debut. Both of them were when, you know, a year after he was at the peak of his powers. But he wasn't he wasn't playing well to start the year. He'd miscut 23rd on the European Tour, like Desert Swing. Then he finished second here. Then he missed the cut of the Honda, fifth at Mexico uh, in the WGC. Then missed the cut of the Bay Hill. So he's very volatile that year. As I think he's so steady this time around. Um, mm. I think there's that massive Ryder Cup lure for him. I do think that is going to be a factor as we go along throughout the year. Um, I really liked his chances of going well at Augusta again this year. And if I think that, then I'll take the short term uh, better him at 66 to 18 places, Brad, to, uh, to go well again. Definitely. And as you say, he will have the aspirations to be a part of that Ryder Cup. He's going to have to start, you know, contending in events like this, you know. So, um, yeah, look, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Um, and I just, uh, I just can't, I can't see why he isn't a good bet this week. But there's just so many, so, so many you could go with. Oh, it, um, I found it really difficult. I there were so in many in that range. Uh, but yeah, you can make a great case for Peters. Um, with his form, yeah, you really can. I think this is the hardest week so far, and sometimes I look at it and go, I hate the prices of everyone, but no, I agree with you there. I with. really do agree with you. It has been seriously tough. Yeah. I mean, I know you were struggling, Jason. I think by by the way you've been talking about a lot of players, I think you're struggling to sort of narrow it down. I think I think it's just there's so much appeal that you've got to plant your flag somewhere, and I think that's a really tough week to do it, Jason. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've only got one more. And that is uh, Luke List. Returning to Luke List again. Um, yep. Again, the basis that uh, this isn't necessarily a putting competition. Um, he obviously smashes the ball a hell of a long way. His greens and red have been absolutely outstanding. Um, he, my worries obviously might be a bit, a bit wild here. Um, but everything that he's been doing recently. I mean, his tee to green, that since Houston are, are just, you know, they're excellent. Um, Greens in red has been top uh, top 13 in his last four. Um, and obviously, he won over at Torrey, uh, which works fine for me. Um, so, at, at the, again, I'm not sure how to do it, but, um, you know, at 80, I think he's 80 in some place, isn't he? Um, or, I think there was some yeah, 90, 90. That was short, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 90. Yeah, 90. Set, oh, 80 is gone, isn't it? That's 70 now. 78 um, places you can get and 90 if you want to get I, I, places. Yeah. I thought it was relevant. I just thought what you know where he plays is relevant, and again, it's um, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit. I don't really like this, but we know he plays well uh, in Georgia. Um, yeah, you know, he's had, he's had a couple of wins there. So where he returns to similar conditions, obviously Pete Dye we spoke about. Obviously, I've put him up about a thousand times for for certain Pete Dye obviously. Um, where he plays well under certain conditions, I thought that that win at Torrey would then. Um, create some sort of positive bias to this uh yeah you know that's it my, <laughs> i haven't got anything else to give you really no 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 I, I think that my problem with loot list is has he done it now and that's and yeah. it will take a while for him to rebound do you know what i mean and and that's always the fear we've that's why tom hoagie wasn't popular last week that's why mm. uh, you know scotty sheffler people might go off because once you get that win there's a huge sigh of relief and and suddenly you, you relax a bit but i've got me Sorry, I mean, I, I certainly don't think that will happen with somebody like Scotty Sheffler. I mean, no. again, I, I don't. I think you're right with the list thing. Um, 
and again it might be another case of you know okay he's playing well and then he'll go back to being 15s and mid 35s for the rest of the year um but it was just that i'll take the chance once at the price of course that, that that where he's playing well is relevant to this week well what i what i tend to do with these things is that like you know i'll start probably bore you to death when i say it is that i'll rather back him in a stronger field at a bigger price than try and chance him at 40 to 1 in a you know a honda or something like that where you know he's going to play well um when he was 20th on debut, I think he was second uh, after the first round, seventh after 36. I think he's been on the Tour Junkies podcast and said this is his favourite golf course. So right. um, whilst uh, the actual results themselves don't necessarily agree with that based on his history, he's, he's certainly been in and around the lead uh, a lot. I mean, he was 11th after 54 holes, I think, two years ago. Just had a bad final round. So there's a lot to like about Lewis. And like you say, I think, like I've said, we've... So my approach with Colin Morikawa this week was I'll take a chance at 21 this year that he can putt well for once at this golf course because, as you said at Harding Park when he won that PGA, like I'll find out. There's a certain price that I'll find out whether he can do it, and that was what I was going to do with Morikawa. If he struggles again this year and finishes 28th, 30th, 35th, whatever, then I don't need to do it again next year. Loot list, find out at 80 to 1, 90 to 1, whatever, eight places that, you know, whether he can just you know go to his favorite golf course and contend so yeah i, I, think that's... I, I, I don't think he'll win i can't see him winning but yeah but you never know like on the back of a win as well it could now he's showing up to his favorite golf course with this newfound confidence and this could be yeah yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's always one of two ways isn't it? is not its it going to be jason Kokrak, at... sam burns or is it going to be yeah exactly yeah. i won and never do it again you know oh, there it's, we it's... are there's, there's your jason Kokrak again is your classic example isn't it of yeah of who would have thought we saw him well, winning I, one didn't we we saw him winning one and yeah. who would have thought what who he's beating we just you know no one i said it in, the, in the, our preview show didn't i I said that he will be the jason kokrak he's got the breakout potential he's the same age same skill set um was on a huge I, ascension yeah. um I, I now see it less now that he's actually got that one win which <laughs> seems a bit weird but um i just think everyone's you know we're seeing everyone knock down these doors and get their first victory so um eventually maybe the luck has to run out but um no i i really struggle with the with the bottom end of the market and i'll tell you why is because every time i think i thought i found someone that would be over 100 to 1 i found out they weren't playing which is jason's favorite trick um <laughs> keith mitchell i thought would have a good chance uh, uh last week not playing uh horseshoe not playing as well yeah Satoshi Kodaira I thought would be brilliant not playing and I was like you know I, I want to try and throw my money away to you <laughs> and give you you know donate to charity or whatever or at least and, first round leader yeah, yeah definitely would have loved a first round leader bet I've got, I've got a way of uh, doing that this week but um, no I thought there, there was a couple of candidates still that I've, I've kind of ignored uh, Lanto Griffin was one of them uh, Martin Laird was another. I think he's playing well, and people I was think close to Martin six. Laird. I was actually quite close. To well, him. Like, think, he I might think... be another top twenty player this week because it worked he last is. week. Because I think that people think now he's not in the desert, he can't do it, and exactly, yeah. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Good record here, though. I think really 20, good. I think yeah. top twenty is the play again. I really do. Like, three top eleven finishes before you know going back to like in a row as well, and, and a lot of those he was inside the top ten. A little bit like a, a Horschel, bit of missing. A uh, bit of overlooked course form here. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, do I see Martin there with this? No, but did I see John Merrick and Charlie Belgian and James Hahn and all that competing? No, I didn't. So um, the other one was Doug Gim. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why Doug Gim popped out at me, but well, he won the he's... amateur here, didn't he, in two thousand seven? Oh no, yeah, yeah, lost, yeah, lost right. to Dot Redmond, didn't he? Lost to Dot oh, Redmond. Lost to Redmond. Redmond. Yeah, all right. Um, he did well. But who's another one again? That I don't want to put too much weight into a. Um, amateur event and I haven't so I've ignored both of them but <laughs> I, I, I give them way too much weight yeah <laughs> but it's, it's all right once isn't it you know I don't <laughs> want to do it um but yeah you know I think one of these like locked down here Bo Hostler and people are going to go out to like 700 800 one on Betfair and I'll inevitably back Hostler is a great shout I really he's, he's had a decent he, finisher or, as well yeah wasn't he third um where was that Peb was he third at Pebble was he he, he, yeah, Pebble, he was third. Yeah, he oh, could have ruined Tom Hoagie's dreams, couldn't he? Um, mm. And he was 15th here three years ago. I yes, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I noted him down earlier. I, do, I think he's another one um, in the place markets to target. Yeah. Sure. He, mm. yeah, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to back Bo Hostler around Riviera because I don't think he has the required skill set. But mm. just, just there seems to be the prices getting out here. I mean, Sepp Stracker will be your first-round leader because he loves a tough layout and the first-round lead. Didn't fancy um, Francesco? I did not fancy Francesco, who I'm going to let you come on to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I just think he's had a, a fairly decent start to the year. Not, nothing crazy good, but um, obviously had that sixth place at the Amex and then tied for 62nd. Where was that? At the Farmers. And yeah. last week... Uh, he was week. yeah he closed with a 68 finish 43rd so nothing spectacular but he's making cuts and he's playing a lot of competitive golf which is what he actually needs he don't play enough and uh moved to california in september which is like not a secret at all everyone knows no. common, this was made common knowledge last <laughs> yeah, year yeah yeah uh, but yeah obviously he's a member of riviera and um i was doing some digging i went into some interview up uh, some interviews of him and he said that it was like uh, he sort of has worked out this golf course as you do with any golf course but this is obviously a golf course where you do need to strategize and think about it a lot more and uh so yeah he started to play that he's always wanted to play better here but um in the events but never has so he's last year after five months of being a member he rocks up and finishes eighth yeah and he was in not in as good form as he is now and he's had more time playing Riviera and in similar conditions because I know before he said that he has has played Riviera but hasn't played it in the conditions as much um to uh, what they played in this time of year so it's a different course I can get my words out there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens um, to the best of us. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just couldn't ignore that. And um, I just think as a flyer, not much statistically about it, but I think at 125 to one, he's not a bad bet. So he's another one that like Fitzpatrick, before he got here, you thought it was going to suit him. And then he was absolutely dreadful. Then he got that eighth place finish last year when he'd moved over to California and done all that and started playing well in the West Coast. Uh, Ollie Inwards, who's uh, quite a loyal listener to the podcast, uh, very good to us on our Twitter, mm-hmm. he asked me whether he was worth backing as a long shot for the Masters, and I said that I think a part of his soul was still stuck in Ray Creek. Um, and I do think that. And the, the the thing that concerns me is that when I think about Francesco Molinari and his form, if he's going to do anything, he's going to be brilliant tee to green, because even when they were talking about how much of an improvement he made in putting, he still wasn't good at putting. He was just not the worst um 
Mm. And Teeter Green last week, he was poor again. And He's it just... poor, yeah. So I, I sort of ignored that a little bit. But um... well, I think, I think, like you said, I think I think you, we're all liable to take someone a hundred odds bigger and and if he's someone that's california based riviera based in fact um then you know i, I actually thought you might go Corey connors at the hundred to one mark but um <laughs> yeah and if we're going for for first time winners then maybe cameron tringali someone that can finally get over the line oh, no. so, I, I can't all of those sort of people just give me the heebie-jeebies around this price so yeah. i've just kind of stuck to people that I really think can win um, that sounds ridiculous, but I do do that every week. But sometimes it's easier to go for long shots. But um, yeah, wasn't wasn't for me in the end. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap that up there. I am gonna say that Rory McIlroy has gone out to 26 to one on the exchange. Um, so I've just lost some more money on him because he's probably lost an arm or something during practice. That's why he's drifted out to that. Um, I'm gonna summarise my selections uh, for the week. Colin Morikawa at 20 to 1, Rory McIlroy at 22 to 1, they might both be 20 to 1 now. Uh, Bubba Watson at 40 to 1, Joaquin Neiman and Peters at 66 to 1. Uh, Brad, if I could get your picks, please. Yep, I've got Smith 25 to 1, uh, Zalatoris 30 to 1, Fitzpatrick 40 to 1, Leishman 75 to 1, and Molinari 125 to 1. And Jason, your picks for us in the Genesis well, Invitation? Yeah, sorry, I can't avoid Pat Canley, despite trying to. Um, Hideki, <laughs> definitely at 25. Sanjay in, price is wrong, 35-40. Uh, Wacky Neiman, who you didn't ask me about, but I actually had down. Uh, Good. <laughs> uh, you know, 60-75, whatever, unless he's massive on the exchange. Luke List at 80-90, something like that. And I have to do Max Homer somehow, I'm just not sure how, at the moment. Uh for Patrick Cantlay, I will be backing him in the first round leader market. Uh, he has just been absolutely phenomenal in the first round this se- uh, season. 66 at Century, 62 at the Amex, 65 at Pebble Beach, and 67 last week in Phoenix. Um, so he's, he's constantly either the, at the top or two behind or whatever. Uh, leads the tour in, in round one scoring average. Just generally a, a very fast starter. He shot 66 here in 2018 to share the first round lead with Tony Finau. Came back a year later, opened with 68, another 68 in 2019, and then last year opened with 67. So constantly breaking uh, 70. We'll probably have to get to 64, 65 to actually get that first round lead. 64 is my target score there. Um, but I think that's a, a way of me getting onto Patrick Cantlay that doesn't make me cringe at the outright price. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, gents. That was a good one. Um, nice to only have one event. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit of Challenge Tour, but there's not any odds out and I don't want to try and talk about something we can't actually put anything to Um, so on to next week and uh, we'll catch up in a week